Well, hello, and welcome back to the F1000 podcast. I'm Chaps, I'm back here with Mike, and we're ready to bet $1,000 on the Australian Grand Prix. Now, before we get into it, Mike, I just have a bit of a statement I want to make. I fucking love this sport. What a qualifying session. I mean, we woke up early to watch it, and it did not disappoint. Mike, we have seven different constructors that made it into Q3 this week. What a sport. I just got to say, I love the fucking sport. you, You love the sport, but I hate the fact that it makes it more complicated for me to bet on it. Right? So you just, oh, it's amazing. Everybody gets into Q3. To me, I like consistency. I like to know exactly what's going to happen when I bet on it. So, but it's okay. I still see some value based on what I've looked at on the board. So I also see some value. Let's talk about it. And a mixed up qualifying sometimes gives some hidden value. Uh, Before we jump into the value in the lines, Mike, um, really quickly. So we're at, we're in Australian Grand Prix. It's Albert Park Circuit. Um, from a downforce level perspective, it's right smack dab in the middle, three out of five on our rankings. From a tire degradation, it's smack dab in the middle, three out of five on our rankings. From a tire compound from Pirelli, we're smack dab in the middle, the C2, yeah. C3, and C4 tires. Um, interestingly, it's got a very similar surface asphalt to Jetta, so some similarities to the to the track that we were just at, but a lot more medium speed corners compared to the high speed. Um, did I miss anything on the track? I think that's kind of the gist of it. It's right down the middle. Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, I'm looking. So how, you you give me you give me your opinion based on comparisons between Jetta and Bahrain. We know that the asphalt surface is obviously more similar to what we saw in the last race in Saudi Arabia. But mm-hmm. from your experience, you're a track guy. Like you, you know, you get down there on the track level, you run those, you run the little simulations for the track itself. This is this is much more similar to Jetta. It's a front limited circuit. It's not rear limited. This is the the better comparable from the first two races is clearly Jetta versus what we saw in Bahrain, correct? I, I would agree with that. And as much as they say it's a similar surface, it is a little bit slippier than than Jetta. And a big part and of that is it's got painted yeah, there's, there's, it's got painted yeah. lines all over the track. And especially in Australia, where we can see four seasons in one day, we did see a lot of rain through the practice sessions and through the qualifying, a little bit of drizzle, those white painted lines all of a sudden become very slippery. So yeah, one major difference from Jetta, but you are right. Jetta would be the better comparison from the two races that we've seen so far. Okay. So let with that being said, let me tee up I'll table my first bet here. With fire with, away. With the freshest thing that we just talked about is the similarity is closest to Jetta. I'm looking at plus 120 for Alonso to finish top two. We just talked about how this top two bet is something that's different as a prop that we haven't really seen before. Okay. Usually it goes podium, top six, top ten, points finish. Top two, you get plus 120. He's got to beat George, right? So Alonso's starting third on the grid. He's starting He's behind. Fourth. He's starting fourth. He's starting fourth, sorry. He's starting behind both the Mercedes. Both Mercedes. And he's not going to catch Max. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that that's going to happen. No. So he's got to take on both the Mercedes. Last week, or the last time we were out in Jetta, he was, how many seconds clear of George was he? 10 seconds? Before they screwed yeah, around and like said that. that he lost his podium? Yeah. So yep. he's shown me on a front-limited circuit that that his Aston Martin is clear of the pace of the, the Mercedes. I don't, like, I, I get that the Mercedes has put together a really good weekend, but do you honestly think that the race pace has improved so significantly that Alonso isn't going to be able to take on those two? What do you think? 
I don't think that. I'm I'm on the same page as you with Alonso getting ahead of the Mercedes. Now, the yeah. one that I wrote down was a lot of Alonso podium. It's a little bit safer. He only has to get what, one of what the do Mercedes we lose realistically? It's weird. It's minus I'm looking at it's minus one fifty, right? Yeah. So plus one twenty to minus one fifty. That's a big swing, dude. That's almost like we're talking almost three hundred points in, in 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 value there. It is. My concern with that is George has looked good all week. Uh, Lewis struggled, but George has been hooked up. And when you look back at, at the way he was talking after Jetta, George is very happy with the car. He likes the way it's performing. He thinks he's getting everything out of it. And then he did put it ahead of Alonso in qualifying, which was not the case in Saudi. So Wait, we do give uh, up value. What do you attribute that to? Yeah. So what do you attribute that to? Like why over one lap, why do you think that the Mercedes, both Mercedes were able to position themselves ahead of Aston Martin this week. I, to me, I think that their Aston Martin seems to be losing. They still have the 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 downforce driven rear wing. I know that. I think Mike Crack was talking about they want to get something. The cost cap is limiting them, but they want to get something that's going to reduce drag. Hopefully, a spec that will reduce drag that they're going to be able to put on the car a little bit later in the year. But at the moment, they're stuck with this wing, which is increasing the downforce. We kind of talked about how this circuit in particular isn't necessarily one that is needed to be set up for downforce but to me over the course of a race in terms of managing the tires managing grip i still think that this setup is better than the mercedes i get that over one lap mercedes had the advantage because it's a pretty slippery car we've seen that actually if you looked at this the speed trap data over the first two races yeah it they they actually improved significantly on the straight line speed from last year to this year that's a big boost but the medium speed corners, which dominate this yep. this track, I think, to me, from what I've seen, the Aston Martin dominates the medium speed corners. And you've got a whole bunch of medium speed corners that the Aston Martin, I think, is going to be better than the Mercedes in over the course of the entire race. And to me, I think it's an easy bet. Like, you're going to get a similar result to what, we seen, what we've seen previously in, in Jeddah. And mm-hmm. I think Alonso top two is almost a shoe-in. At plus 120? Plus plus odds, man. I do. I mean, I, I agree <laughs> I just, with everything you're saying. I, I take your silence. You might be in agreement. It's very likely that he's in the top two. I think it's definite that he's in the top three. You think it's definite? So are we concerned? I, I like the fact that you're taking that the, the more conservative view. Yeah, you're taking the more conservative view. I know. I have been view. a little bit more conservative today. Um, are we concerned that the Mercedes have both cars there and can play with strategy where... They do keep one ahead because I, they'll just play with the pit stops. I don't. I just don't see them having enough raw race pace to be able to compete with Alonso over the course of the entire race. But okay, no, sorry, I, I got to take I a step mean, I back. Agree. I can take a step back. You're taking the more conservative bet. I'm not going to sewer myself and be the guy who's taking plus money <laughs> to try to be a hero, dude. If you if you're good with minus 150 for a podium finish. Sign me up. I'm I'm interested in that. I don't think we're losing that much value. I, I get it. No, seventy I, basis points. Okay. But yeah. when I like that's that's not minus two fifty for a guy that's been back to back podiums. Oh, sorry, yeah. I said three hundred. Yeah. It's like it's only seventy basis points. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Right. But, so yeah, and he only has to get one Mercedes. I, okay, so we're gonna put that down then. Minus one fifty. I like. I, I, I feel safer on the one fifty podium. Okay. So if that's if that's the case, let's let's mark it down at this point. Oh.
Okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take us to something that I did like. Um, okay. Esteban Ocon into the points minus one thirty eight. Yeah. I have that written down too. He's starting eleventh. Now, for those that have watched us for the couple of years, this is something that I really, really look for. He got traffic in Q2 and didn't get yeah. to set a true fast lap. So he finished, so he qualifies 11th, doesn't make it to Q3. He's got Albon, he's got Hulkenberg, Gasly, and Albon. So Hulk and, and Albon, I'm not sure they stay in the top 10. Maybe they do, but I really like Gasly or Ocon to get from 11 into the top 10. Minus yeah, he- 138. He historically has had some pretty good races here, too. He's very comfortable here. Actually, Alpine as a team and Renault, they're very comfortable with this track, it seems like. They seem to be able to set up the car the way that they want to to maximize performance here. And the fact that he's got those cars in front of him. I mean, I think on raw race pace, this is the fifth fastest team. So when you start just doing it, right? When you start doing the math, he yep. should be a top 10 finisher. You know that somebody's going to come out of the top 10. Probably somebody's going to come out of the bottom 10. I think he probably finishes in ninth. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I do like that and I have it written down. Another one that I think is going to be undervalued. And we can talk, talk me through this because you're going to have to talk me off a cliff. Because here I am with plus money bet. But Alex Alba on a plus 100. I call it a plus money bet. For me, those are plus money bets, buddy. Yeah. So... Let's 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 talk about it. He's looked very good all weekend in tricky conditions. He and he if you listen to his post qualifying interview, he hinted at the fact that they seem to have on his particular car found a setup that activates the tires here at Albert Park. Do you have any feeling like this might be some hidden value here? Okay. I agree with you that he's looked good. The Williams has been surprisingly fast all weekend in hit in his car, Sergeant hasn't been great. He's he's missed. No, and he's not going to be competitive for corners. No, he's not. I do have a I have two concerns. Um, when you look yeah. at the sector times for Albon, he he got into Q three because he dominated sector two, which yep. is the high speed, long straight, very little downforce required. He had yellow sectors in sector one and three when he actually set that time. He's always going to have that though. It's always going to have slow sectors in in slow speed and medium speed corners when you have to right? turn the car. You do have to turn the car. That's famously one of the biggest parts of racing. So they're very quick. They're It's a rocket ship in a straight line, but they, they really struggle with downforce. It's not calling for rain, but we've seen rain come surprisingly where it wasn't called for this weekend. I think rain could really hurt the Williams because they struggle for downforce. Um, and that's just going to accentuate that issue. The second concern I have is that when we look at it in combination with Ocon, so now we've got Ocon coming into the top 10, Albon staying in the top 10. Is it just Hulkenberg that we're expecting to fall out of the top 10? And do we like Albon that much better than Hulkenberg in the Haas? That's a fair question to ask. I think I look at it from the perspective that I think I see Ocon moving up. I see Albon probably moving down and hanging on to 10. And listen, if you're... You just tell me. If you're not interested, let's just move on. I don't have a problem with it. I wanted to bring let's it out there on. because I think... Okay, let's move on. That's fine. Let's move on, but I, I have a fair. similar one. I have a similar okay, one that I let, noted with Albon. And I okay, know you like the group it. bets. Albon's yeah, I do like, in, group, I do like, Albon's in yeah. group three this week. He's got Hulkenberg, okay. Magnuson, and Norris. And he's minus 110 to win that group. I have that written down. So for the so same he doesn't have to stay in the top ten... We give no. up 10 basis points. 
He has to stay ahead of Hulk. He's got two positions on the grid. And then, like, where's Mag? Did Magnuson, he didn't get through. Like, Magnuson's 14th and Norris is 13th. And I think Lando. I like that bet. I, like, there's no way Lando okay, was so, up. No, 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 he's not. So he came out of Jeddah with the, what it was a mechanical brake issue. Who and uh, Albin. Okay, yeah. So are we? The, the question is: Are we comfortable from a reliability perspective with the Williams? That's the main question. That was the only reservation I had with Albin finishing in the points. I still think he's going to finish in the points, by the way. But to me, when he, he, the way that he was talking about how he felt in the car after qualifying is he's unlocked something at this track. And he's got a very he's good track record it. here at Albert Park for sure. He yep. seems to be able to... Actually, the, the best line he said was, sometimes you have to drive slow to drive fast. And I'm thinking, like, that's a guy who clearly has seemed to put it together. That's like a... You know what that is? <laughs> that's like a golf a golf swing analogy, right? You got to go slow sometimes to go you got to lay up to birdie. Yeah. yeah, something that I don't, I'll never understand ever in my entire life. But no. he seems to have it here. I don't want to, to me, I want to take Albin in some way, and I like this group bet because I think it capitalizes on his level of comfort that he's got on the track and the fact that Williams seems to have set up this car in a way to be competitive this week. Both Mercedes in the top six, minus 250. They start two and three. They've looked good. I think... Now maybe this is something we talk about. I think it's. I think the Mercedes is better than the Ferrari right now. Like I'm not sure yeah. that those two. So and I'm saying top six at minus 150. They don't have to hold on to the podium. Alonso no, no, can no, pass so them. You said you said two things: minus 150 and minus 250. It's so got to be minus 250. Minus 250. It's minus 250. 250. Okay. 250. Alonso can pass minus them. Minus 250. Signs and Stroll can pass them. They're still in the top six. Uh, listen. I've been reading everything that mostly that Signs has been saying all week. That does not play favorably into the Ferraris being competitive and hanging around <clears throat> with that with that top pack. Because if they have to follow closely to get DRS through turn six for two zones, those tires are going to disappear. Right? They've been very clear, and Signs has been very contrite about it too. He's been saying that the dirty air is really damaging the fronts. This is a front-limited circuit. Those tires are going to disappear very quickly. If they want to stay with the team in front of them, whoever they're trailing at that point, when they go through that detection zone, they need to be within a second. They need to keep it close. The closer they are, the longer they're closer, the more those fronts are going to wear away. So mm -hmm. to me, I've been looking for a way to try to fade them conservatively. And that yeah. might be what you just brought up. It might be that they don't pick off the Mercedes, that the Mercedes stay up there. And to be honest, I think that the minus 250 is a reflection of that to some degree. But yeah. then I look at the inverse and I think, you know, Mercedes is probably not going to fall out. They've got two good drivers. They're very reliable package. I do like the bet. I do like the bet. Because I don't see it. Like, again, it, Stroll can do what he, whatever he wants to do in terms of where he finishes with the Aston Martin. I'm leaning toward it, Chaps. I mean, I don't, I don't really see... Where the risk is there, it's minus 250, but I don't really see where the risk is there. And we have them starting in two and three. Like yeah, they could, be on, they three. could finish on the podium. They could finish on the podium. 
just for sake of argument, Mercedes top ten both cars is minus three fifty. I like the top six. I think it's two. I like. I, I don't want to give away the hundred points. I like. I like minus two fifty. I'm on a roll here, man. Every I got the top four got stars on them right now. Okay. Relax. We we just happen to see it the same way. You're not on a roll. What do you mean? No, I'm on a roll. You're not on a roll. We're yeah, on a roll. You brought up winning we, margin, and that was a terrible idea. And I brought up I, honestly. Top six, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the overtake. Idea. I'm gonna use the overtake on winning margin out of spite, just out of spite. I don't <laughs> even care I about. I know. And how did that that's work? That's what out I did for last you? week. Actually, maybe maybe, maybe how I hilarious? shouldn't do that. How, what what <laughs> oh 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 and what until we just bail on this overtake idea. Oh, oh five be, on the overtakes, yeah. and then we're like, hey, maybe the over, maybe we should be on the same page. <laughs> maybe we need to agree in order to make a bet. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not there yet. I'm almost one thousand percent going to use the overtake on the winning margin. Let's just keep going here. If we if we come up with enough good bets and we want to spend our money, then so be it. Okay, I, I don't care. I'll throw fifty, a hundred bucks on it. I'm still looking that way. I just so badly want to prove you wrong. God, that's the only thing I care about. I don't even care about winning. I wanted to prove you wrong so badly last week. And yeah, but it, and you know what? The worst part is you had such a bad bet. It was so bad. It was so stupid. The whole time I was looking at it. Okay, like, all right, all right. Move on. Table of bet, whatever. asshole. That's hilarious. Table I will of table bet. bet. What's next? What's I will next? table bet. So. What's the bet? Plus 350 for. So is there a way? I'm trying to come up with a way to capture complete and utter max dominance, which is. I mean, unless something goes horribly wrong, which is always a risk, it's very likely. So can Max, instead of over 10 seconds as a winning margin, can Max just be the one race leader at plus 350? Can he just... That's plus 350. It's plus 350. Can he just... He, he They can have a late safety car, and he could still be the only race leader after he's done his pit stop. He's going to be out of George's DRS by the time DRS starts on lap two. I know. Well, so how does the race leader work? It's the first lap, right? You have to like if he gets he if George gets on him line, on turn one. Yeah. No, it's it's it. You counts off the line, and then it's as you cross the line. Yeah. So even if George were to get him in turn one, which he, he won't, he's got to hold on to it for the lap. He's got to hold on for the, and he won't. He right? won't because there's that massive straight, and the Red Bull is so much faster. He's going to blow right Max by. goes for it early. I mean, we saw in Abu Dhabi, he could have passed Lewis on any corner. He went for it on the, what was it, the first or second turn. Yeah. He's like, dude, you don't have to go for it yet. Let us enjoy a lap of some excitement. No. And then he's just he doesn't. He doesn't give um, a shit. He doesn't give a shit at all. Okay, so the bet slip for this weekend, Australian Grand Prix. Let's start at the top. We got both Mercedes to stay into the top six. It's yep. minus 250, and we're putting $350 on that one. Next up, we've got Alonso, Fernando Alonso, to be on the podium. It's minus 150, and we're putting $200 on that one. Next up, we've got Esteban Ocon to be in the top 10, in the points. It's minus 138, and we're putting $200 on that one. We've got a group three bet. The group involves Alex Albon, Hulkenberg, Magnussen, and Lando Norris. And we're taking Albon to be the winner of that group. It's minus 110. We're putting $150 on that one. And then lastly, a bit of a flyer. We like a flyer on the on the slip. We've got number of race leaders to be one race leader in this race. We think it's going to be max. Ultimately, it can be anyone. It's plus 350, and we're putting $100 on that one. That's the betting slip for the Australian Grand Prix. We will be back in a few weeks for... 
That's going to be the bet slip for the Australian Grand Prix. <laughs> we will be back in a few weeks for Baku. Hey. Join us then.